You know, I think I might have bed bugs. Any tips? Of course. You should sleep tight and not let them bite. I'm Jeremy Greer. I'm Chris Mosier. And this is Monster of the Week, the creepy but necessary podcast where Chris and I are covering every single TV, every every single episode of the TV show Supernatural. Jeremy Greer. And I have forgotten how to host this podcast. I apologize, everybody. This is all on me. Um, Chris, how are you today? I'm doing great. I'm feeling hot, as mm-hmm. we discussed. Mm-hmm. It's hot girl summer. Uh, we in this piece. How are you, Jeremy? Uh, I I think I have the advantage of central AC, so I'm not as hot as you, although Mm. the window that I look out of while I podcast is facing directly into the setting sun. So it is facing directly into hell. It is. It's basically watching like hell just inch away from me for just like the Mm. for the entire time that we record this podcast. Um, Yeah, it's kind of poetic. We're we're still in season 10, man. And this is. Mm Another great episode of Supernatural, despite there being like not a villain in it until the last like seven minutes or so, which I find yeah. very weird. Um, yeah, and I am kind of excited to talk about it. Yeah, me too. I said this to you already, but um, it's so strange—not strange, but it's such a nice treat to spend almost an entire episode having Supernatural's characters just kind of do their thing. We're just sitting with those characters, letting them talk about each other and not actively having to fight something, which obviously I love when they fight werewolves and shit. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's nice that we spend almost this entire episode on character work. Absolutely. Like, and just, just these guys existing and like dealing with some issues is, is really mm-hmm. interesting to me. I, I love all of the Dean and Sam stuff in this, um, I, especially the Castiel stuff. And especially like there's, there's some scenes with Cass and Dean that, are so firmly Destiel that like I, again every once in a while I just look back at previous J and be like, dude, are you so blind? <laughs> like you were the dumbest fucker alive. What are you doing? Um, I'm I'm I feel like we, I wish we got more of these episodes per season. And in the past, I might have said otherwise, but a lot of times when they focus on things I don't like, it's because they're really focused on angels or something like that. Um, but when we're actually just doing character work, that feels really good and feels refreshing and it feels important and now i'm excited to you know see them do something next like i i love a good monster of the week episode but i would prefer if we got to have little moments like this um more often yeah like it, and especially if it's bookended with you know monsters or plot heavy episodes or, or, mm-hmm. or whatever like just to have this nice kind of um it's almost like a like a like a breather right like you your your yeah. your action game can't be 100 percent action all the time you you eventually have to slow your walk down and hold your finger to your ear while, while somebody from the home base talks to you right like you, right. Have to, you have to be able to do that for a little while just to 
before you start shooting the Nazis again. Um, anyway, before we get to the main part of the episode, I'd like to thank all of our friends over at patreon.com slash monster of the week. They donate a couple bucks per month to support the show and get cool rewards out of it. You can get exclusive podcasts. You can get the opportunity to tell us what we cover for those exclusive podcasts. So far we are doing cowboy bebop. We've got some witcher books. We've got Gilmore girls. We've got murder by death albums. We've got, um, Dr. Happy Feet, Dr. Horrible, not Happy Feet. <laughs> Don't know where I was going feet. with that. Um, all kinds of stuff is is on there, and it's and it's a good, good time. You also get episodes of this podcast early. You get them on Monday instead of Thursday, um, and you can get access to our sweet, sweet Discord. I want to call out um, Lada as one of our new patrons, um, and I'm, I'm calling her out specifically because, uh, number one, she was actively recruited by, our, by the people that listen to this <laughs> yeah. show. Like, they met... Yeah. People that listen to this show met other Supernatural fans and from what I understand had a podcast challenge <laughs> and out of that became Lada uh, who not only seems to like the show a whole lot but has is now donating to support it and I, that's just the most unbelievable thing that I've ever heard of. So yeah. thank you to yeah. all of the people involved in that. And thank you everybody. Mm-hmm, we really appreciate it. Chris, can you catch me up on the season 10? I will do my best. On? While tensions between the Winchesters have subsided, and the boys seem to be hitting their hunting stride once more. New threats continue to rise up all around them. Covens of witches, rogue angels, and treacherous demons continue to work their nefarious plots. Uh, but all the while, a greater threat continues to lie in wait. The Mark of Cain hasn't gone anywhere, and it's not done with Dean just yet. I thought you were going to really commit to the uh, like NBC News host kind of yeah. format of that. And I was going to do the breaking news. Sam and Dean. I'm glad this is how I ended uh, that road so far because I obviously didn't see the uh, preview or whatever or mm-hmm. the last time on for because of Netflix and I wasn't totally sure where this episode was going but I'm, I'm glad the the Mark and Kane thing I talked about here worked out for me. Yes, it did work out. Uh, we are covering season ten, episode nine, "The Things We Left Behind." This was written by Andrew Dab, directed by Guy B. It came out on December 9th, two thousand fourteen. Castiel reunites with Jimmy's daughter Claire. Castiel finds Jimmy's daughter Claire in a group home, and she convinces him to break her out. After she runs away from him, Castiel tells Sam and Dean to help find her. Castiel calls Sam and Dean to help find her before she gets in trouble. Meanwhile, Crowley faces his biggest challenge yet. Chris, I apologize. We've done this podcast for a couple of years now, and apparently I have forgotten how to speak properly. So I I just would apologize. If I start stumbling over my words, it's the heat. We are in the dog days of summer. So. Um, the then on this is uh, basically like, hey, Dean has the mark of Cain. Is that making him a dick? Uh, Rowena's a witch and also Crowley's mom. And uh, oh, hey, do you remember Jimmy Neutron? Because that's Castiel, yeah. sort of. That synopsis, um, the, like the official one, would have been perfect if it was the first sentence where Castiel runs into Claire or whatever. Yeah. Um, they, like the further, I mean, we're 130 something episodes into this. It's, uh, those are so bad. Those, they just get worse every week, I feel like. <laughs> <laughs> they, they're not good. You know, these have actually been, I will say, these have not been good, but they also haven't been wrong <laughs> or just straight up bad they're, nev- they're usually not wrong they're usually not wrong it's just um it's like a, a little a short story for you <laughs> yeah exactly um so we start out with uh a very prov- prov- evocative scene of dean covered in blood they they kind of put the uh um purgatory filter on this a little bit like that dark mm-hmm, blue mm-hmm. kind of grayish thing um he's covered in blood he's surrounded by dead bodies and then uh, almost immediately he wakes up clutching the mark of Cain and kind of gasping. And this was, this was a nightmare. Mm. Yeah. 
Um, that does not bode well. Yeah, we don't know if that's a flashback or just a dream or what exactly it is that we're we're seeing. It turns out it's neither. Um, so uh, after seeing Dean, that like really kind of stark intro, which I like that they give us that they hit us with this like, hey, here's a big thing. Here's Dean dealing with some stuff, and then they back away from him for most of the episode. But it just leaves that thought in your head as you wonder when, when is the the bomb going to go off. Um, the next thing we see is a um, a girl being returned to a youth facility um, that she just ran away from, essentially. She keeps escaping, she keeps running away, so they have to put her in isolation. Uh, and pretty quickly, quickly we learn that her name is Claire Neutron. Uh, she's the daughter of Jimmy Neutron, a.k.a. Um, Castiel's Vessel. And uh, she's not very happy. She obviously has anger issues. When they put her in this isolation room, she immediately starts punching the wall. Um, and and just kind of looking through and, and and like breathing real hard, like looking through the window, mm-hmm. just breathing real hard at the administrative staff, and obviously very upset. Chris, you told me specifically not to say this. I'm going to say it I anyway. did, yeah. Um, I and asked I, you not I to have say it. I have to I have to get it off of my chest. It's our podcast. We can say what we want to. We always talk about Sam's hair. So uh, mm-hmm. I just what the fuck is happening with Claire's hair in this episode? Is this a 2004 just... style, like with the weird? dreadlocks on one side and poofy hair it's not, on the other i thought it was just i thought they were just braids i didn't know they were i guess dreadlocks. yeah i guess they're braids on one side but it's just it's a weird look and i i'm not i'm not here for it i don't like it what and, i said was um we shouldn't uh, make fun of teenage girls hair. and i'm not look i'm not making fun of it i'm not i'm not being like oh look at that two-headed I'm, look at look at two-face over there from is she is she trying to compete against batman or something i'm not doing you know, that like if i was making I fun it of it i could come up with jokes but i'm not doing that i'm just saying that i don't like it so i think it was the um the shape the one side of your head shave look mm-hmm. that was really popular for a couple of years um, See, I think I, thought, I, I figured I, this is not that because I like that. I like that look a lot. Like um, I think that this is the soft version of that. Of like we want oh. this girl to project this air of rebellious, <laughs> but we don't want her to cut half of her hair off. But like we don't want she's going to be one episode. Like we don't want her to shave her head. So yeah. we'll we'll do a little braid thing to kind of give off of this like asymmetrical. Uh, I don't give a shit vibe. Yeah, I just remember uh, seeing pictures of. Do you remember the actress who played Marjorie Tyrell on? Um, mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember her real name on Game of Thrones, but uh, like she had that look. Natalie in Dormer. She, Na- Natalie, Natalie Dormer. She had that look one time, like the shaved side, and it looked really cool and awesome, and and like you know just badass. And that's not this. This just her hair just looks messy throughout this entire episode. I never even really noticed. I'm just like, yeah, she's a child. Okay, so here's the thing that's going to happen, right? Because uh, I think. We've covered Wayward Sisters episode, which is a, a jump forward into season 13. So it's not a spoiler on this episode to say that Claire's going to be coming back again and again throughout these seasons. I guess I'm going to fixate on Claire's hair, much the same <laughs> as you fixate on Sam's hair, so that we can finally have balance in this podcast. We all have our albatross. We do. We, and this is the one that I'm going to carry around my neck. Um, so, or, I mean, fair enough. Yeah. So the next morning. Um, this is a little detail where they show her knuckles. They look like they're like bloody or whatever. Cause mm-hmm. she was punching the walls. Mm-hmm. She was just, just fun little detail. Yeah. Um, yeah. Castiel shows up. Um, he is like, Hey, I'm, um, her father let me in. She sees Cass and she's got a, a whole range of emotions displayed on her face. We don't really know what she's thinking just yet. Um, obviously Castiel has been influenced by Hannah, uh, returning her vessel. Um, I think Castiel, obviously, as we're going to learn, feels a lot of guilt and kind of responsibility for where Claire has ended up. Yes. Um, and it's I I am very impressed by Claire here and the actress that plays Claire because the the many emotions that run across her face, like the confusion, the trepidation, the the anger, as she just even sees Castiel for the first time. 
and um it's 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 just really good like it's i i was i was very worried about this when i watched this way back when um the character of claire this this teenage rebellious angry teenager thing really kind of grated on me a little bit um and i think it's because i was really down for sam and dean at the time i was like yeah castiel's okay right like I, he's great mm-hmm. but like i you can give me that sam and dean honey to go shit that, that's what i'm here for um right. so to have like a new character introduced and be like this kind of angry bratty teen that was going to be a lot of trouble to deal with with all capital letters it was kind of annoying but man watching it for the podcast and watching it watch during this episode i, I really came to like clear a lot and i can already hear autumn listening to this and texting me angrily about it so i love you honey just keep making sure because i know she's not a claire fan at all i don't know if i have seen this episode previously uh we were talking about this 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 could have been one of them that i missed it's going to be kind of foggy from here on out i do know i've seen a few other episodes going forward Uh, i have distinct memories i confirmed in the discord today that those were real memories of of this season um but as i've said before at a certain point, I realized that I had um, my DVR had deleted episodes, and I didn't know which ones because I waited a couple weeks to to catch up on the show. And I started watching and got like one or two episodes in, and I realized, oh shit, I missed something. I think there's a flashback specifically to something in this episode at the very end of it, and I was like, I don't remember that happening. Uh, what, what happened? And I looked <laughs> it up, and I realized, about? oh shit, I've missed some episodes. Fuck it. Like, I'll just I'll catch it when it comes on Netflix or when it comes on DVD. Uh, and and then I never did. So Claire immediately asked if uh, you know Castiel is her father, and the Castiel's like, "Nope, not your dad." Um, and she says, "Well, is my dad still in there?" And he says, "Actually, no. Um, my vessel was ripped apart at a subatomic level and then reassembled. So your dad is in heaven." And he kind of says that as if to, to make her feel better, and that's like not the thing. Like you're you're not saying like, "Oh, your dad is in heaven. Isn't that great?" You're saying your dad is dead, and I essentially killed him. Um, yeah. And so Claire is does not have the reaction that I think Castiel expects, and you know she kind of lays into him and is like, "Hey, you took everything from me. Like you took my mom, my dad. Like I, I'm here because of you." Yeah, because um, her mom just like split after everything happened and dropped Claire off at her grandmother's, and then her grandmother died, and then she ends up in a freaking home because um she said her mom was like taking time to like figure herself out and she's like well i guess she's still looking because she hasn't she hasn't figured it out yet um that sucks this girl's life sucks um and she's obviously yeah she's angry she's rebellious and she is um she's just not happy with any of this no she's not and um eventually castiel is like hey what i still want to help you like despite all of that because i i know that i've hurt you a lot and she's like okay well do you have a tie and then uh, we cut to them in the admin's office where uh, Claire's plan is to basically convince this woman to let her dad take custody of her and, you know, so that she can leave. And uh, immediately it becomes apparent that Castiel is not prepared for this in any way, shape or form. Like he starts mm-hmm. out in his Castiel voice and then has to switch to his Jimmy Neutron voice. Um, that makes me really think that the Jimmy Neutron voice is, is his natural voice. And the Castiel voice is just something he does because he's an angel, which makes me laugh a yeah. whole lot. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. I know the actor he's, does that. Like I know uh-huh. that, but I'm just saying like the, the angel Castiel is the like, no, I'm, Castiel. I'm an angel. I, I, I got I got to talk like this all the time dean (laughs) (laughs) and and misha has such a soft jimmy neutron voice and i haven't heard it Mm -hmm. in so long it was so nice to hear him just like talk a little squeak he's a little Mm -hmm. squeak um yeah the social worker is just like this this listen everybody this is pretty sus i'm not interested in what's going on here the social worker is doing her job because she's like i'm sorry i i understand you want to help out your daughter but like you just showed up out of nowhere and i am responsible for this girl 
Uh, she is in my care, and I'm not going to just sign her off to a man that just showed up. It's not happening. She did the right thing. She, she does. Uh, this is also going to introduce us to one of the there's there's so many quotable lines in this episode. And uh, they, they try to pretend that, you know, he's been busy with work. And she's like, well, what do you do? And he's like, I uh, fight deadly threats to humanity. And Claire's like, he's he's an exterminator. Yeah. <laughs> and this and then Sandra, the the social worker is like, oh, I have bed bugs. And I'm like, Sandra, go home and take care of your shit. What are you doing? That's not a problem you can casually have, no. Sandra. That's like saying, oh, I have lice. What do I need to do? Yeah. You know what you need to do and it's not come to fucking work again, yeah, it's Sandra. Not to, it's burn what your you fucking doing? house down, yeah, Sandra. Shave your head. What are you doing? You're here? posing a threat to all of us. Yeah. Jesus. Uh You work but- with children. They need you. <laughs> go figure your shit out. How many beds are in this facility, Sandra? Like how many oh beds my- are you God, affected Sandra. personally um but castiel's response to this of like you know i have bed bugs what should i do and he leans in and like very seriously i think that you should sleep tight and not make the, and not let them bite and she's like yeah. uh you're a freak like your daughter and i'm not letting you have her sorry yeah not <laughs> happening um he says that she, castiel says that he wants to be her friend uh and sandra is like i might have bed bugs but i know that she doesn't need a friend she needs a dad so clearly you're not fit for this um and then from there, we finally hop back over to, to Dean. And you know something's wrong immediately because he's watching the Three Stooges on his laptop and he is yucking it up like no one has ever yucked before. He's laughing so hard. And I was like, oh, great. Dean's fucking cracked. He's gone crazy. <laughs> this is um, it. This is Sam the, this brings is him a grilled cheese sandwich and is like, oh, great. My brother's gone crazy. He mashes that grilled cheese like he is Jessica, my girlfriend. <laughs> he is just slams that grilled cheese like it is nobody's business. Or or Jeremy, um, your podcast host, who can fucking or Jeremy, leave my podcast, a grilled cheese sandwich at any point, no matter how hungry or full he is. Like, I will take I'll a grilled usually, cheese. I'll, you know, if Jess comes over late at night uh, when she gets out of work, I'll whip her up a grilled cheese or something real quick. I'll make a sandwich for myself. I'm going to bring up two plates, uh, two two glasses. Um, so that means I got to make two trips usually. I bring her hers, and then I'll go back down, grab my sandwich, come back up to my bedroom. Um, and and usually by the time I get back, I drop her food off, walk back downstairs, grab mine, come back up. There's that grilled cheese is gone. Ja- gone. For, forget about it. And forget that's Dean it. in this scene. Forget about that's it. That's Dean in this, in this season, or in this scene, rather. Um, Chris, can, I, can, like, I, offer you some, can I offer you some Can I offer you some love advice? Go Go for it. Get it. Get a tray so you can make all that. So you can take all that stuff on one trip, and then put either, you know, maybe an anime figure on it, or a flower, wow. or or a representation of a sim. I don't know, like whatever she's into. <laughs> These are the things that I know about your girlfriend. Yeah, that's what you got. Get it. Get a tiny dog in the shape of her dog. You know what I'm saying? Just put that on the tray, and then bring all that stuff up at once, man. It'd be, it'd be very sweet that way. I guess. I mean, I just go back for my food. That's all it is. She gets all hers first. That's the whole... Anyway, Sam notices... Well, first of all, Sam comes with one sandwich, because he's got to go back for his as well. (laughs) Me and Sam are the same, man. He gets it. Um, Sam notices the mark on Dean's arm. Mm -hmm. Um, And he kind of, like, gives it, like, a little look. And then he just sort of, like, starts chuckling along with Dean, because Dean is laughing so fucking hard at the Three Stooges, which is, like, possibly the least funny shit of all time. You know, I I have laughed... At some three stooges in my time. I can't remember the last time I like watched any of this. It's outside. 2019. Yeah, like I don't. We got don't, no business laughing at that anymore. We don't need to go back that far to find comedy. In fact, it, you probably shouldn't because it's it's mostly racism. Is, is my the dad way that, is the loves the three stooges. Does he really, Gary? Please yeah. come on. I think no. I don't know if that's true. One of my friends' dads would always like where he had his like Nintendo set up. That's where his dad hung out. Mm-hmm. Like we'd be outside playing. We'd come in and he was watching one of two shows. It was either Three Stooges or Mash. And so I was always like, man, these shows fucking suck. 
Get out of the way so okay. I can game. Excuse me. Excuse me. I don't really give a shit about the Three Stooges, but you do not come after my, my dudes in MASH, okay? I don't that is one of That fuck, is one of the Jeremy. funniest shows of all time. Super Nintendo. Alan Alda kills it. He has a he has a fuck. gin distillery in his tent, and he has to operate on people. I'm gin. It's an anti-war comedy I'm in the 70s. I'm seven years old. I'm trying to game. God damn it, Chris. You're going to make me angry. <laughs> <laughs> Other than that experience, I've never seen MASH. Okay. Um, fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, no, that was I do, I do love I do, I do love that when because Sam comes in he's laughing along and then he looks at that mark and you said he made a little face but like he literally goes from like ha 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 and to that Sam frown where he's just yeah. his lips whole, are turned the down the forehead's involved yeah it's and then just and then like looks back up to Dean's eyes and like starts laughing again but because he wants to laugh along with his brother yeah. And yeah. <laughs> have we ever he's, seen Dean laugh this hard to about anything no it's fucked yeah. up it's like that part in the Dark Tower where Roland's yucking it up and Susanna's like hmm that's that's wrong yeah. this is incorrect because he don't laugh um so we go we cut back over to claire who is uh sleeping in her room which she hears fighting outside of it and then in walks castiel uh using a key and they they walk outside and he tosses the keys on the on top of the sleeping body of the guard and assures her that he's not dead and then they they leave and they go get some food together and uh this this castiel thing of like well you could eat a vegetable and i'm like home dude you bought her the burger like what are you like you could you could have ordered some zucchini on the side at this diner i guess what are you doing i've I've never seen a vegetable on the tv show supernatural (laughs) Uh, she says she says uh, ketchup is a vegetable and castiel is like what Uh, i don't understand (laughs) Uh, uh, Uh um so then, so he's like, "All right, cool. Like, let's let's take off." And she is like, "Oh, I gotta use the bathroom." And I was like, "Girl, you about to split already, man? You got commitment issues." But this exchange is interesting because he's like, "Hey, I think. What do you want to do now?" And she's like, "I want to fuck off and leave you because I don't care about you." Mm-hmm. And you yeah. are, and you, and you weird me out with your very presence because you look like my dad and act like the angel that you are. It's weird. Yeah. Yeah. So he's like, no, 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 I definitely think we should hang out. And she's like, okay, cool. Why don't you get some stuff for the road and I'll go to the bathroom. Immediately picks his pocket and I'm like, okay, girl. Yeah, we get it. We get this. We get this. Yeah. I saw that haircut. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You definitely have a thief's haircut. <laughs> Actually, Chris, I'm, I, I may, uh-huh. I, need to, I need to look back through my PS4 shares. I think this might be the haircut that my Monster Hunter World character has. I may have just made a complete hypocrite Jeremy. out of myself. You just bungled it, dude. The I, Chester's bungled it, and Jeremy bungled it too. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to go look through those pictures. I may have made a complete hypocrite out of myself. Just, just not I'm, even me too. Honestly, just enough with the self owns tonight, Jeremy. Give yourself a break. <laughs> I'm so bad, Chris. I'm, I'm terrible at this. I don't know what I'm doing. Anyway, um, can we talk about the stuff that Castiel buys for their for their little road trip? Yeah, it's like like condoms and a porno mag and that lady's like i'm calling the police what the this fuck does look doing? like a porno mag right no he yeah he's buying like a teen girl magazine but like the way that it was all presented he's not buying condoms by the way um uh, whatever the way that they presented it just seems super fucking creepy <laughs> it seems super fucking creepy and it's 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 it was called like buzzed which mm-hmm. i kind of like i don't know why but my, my mind just went to the gutter with it and i'm like oh I, this this is something terrible so i yeah it's not like there's not like nude spreads in it, but like there's still like centerfolds. <laughs> of whom? Whom would be the, the who is the hot who dude the, in 2004? Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know. <laughs> it's not 2004. It's 20, whatever. Four, yeah, I guess it is 2014. 14, who's who's the hot know. boy of 2014? I dare you to name any single person. <sighs> oh, my God. It's uh, I feel like safe bet. Probably like Chris Hemsworth. 
Oh, that's I mean that's 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 the hot, that's the hot that's, ma- on, that's that's the hot man of the decade. Number one, that's ongoing. Yeah, you could, you could pick him any. <laughs> yeah, you could pick him literally any year in the last twenty years, and he looks exactly yeah. the same. No, we get yeah. specifically hot boy. Like if it was if it okay. was if it was nineteen ninety four. Games. I'm thinking Hunger okay. Games. Okay. The one who plays Peta. Um, all right, all right. The, yep, the ugly yep. one with the stupid name. He's not ugly. Um, look who's talking. Um, Peta. Whatever. I hate him. Or or Liam Hemsworth, the younger one, less hot, but mar- you know, pre- just divorce Miley Cyrus. Okay, cool, fair. That's that's the hot boy of 2014. I just yeah, wanted Hunger to get it there. Games I- feels like 2014 territory. Wanted to get it on record, so mm-hmm. I don't remember what we were talking about. We've been in this hole for a long time. Uh, yeah, Claire, uh, <laughs> she runs outside. She picks pocket. She fucking straight up hitchhikes. Immediately gets into a man's car, acting like she's being murdered. She's like, "Help! That man's chasing me." I'm nervous. Castiel's nervous. There's a lot of anxiety in the club tonight. And Claire fucking books it. She gets in that car and she's gone, dude. Forget about it, dude. Castiel is like, I don't even know what to do, dude. What am I supposed to do? I bought fucking baked magazine or whatever this is called. I don't even know what to do, dude. So he calls Dean. I was um I was very curious because I couldn't I didn't understand why Castiel just wasn't teleporting to the car. And apparently mm-hmm. like all of the angels have broken wings and that's why they weren't they were teleporting to the car. So um just wanted, so yeah castiel yeah for sure for sure uh castiel calls the boys straight up Fuck dean me. says my monster this Hunter world character has the fucking haircut god dude, you fucking it. played yourself congratulations I, god Jeremy. damn it i'm gonna i'm gonna have to put this in the in the show notes so people can go congrats, see my humiliation dude congrats um pour one out for fucking jeremy's pride uh i don't know i don't know what's going on here <laughs> I had a little bit of iced tea before we recorded, so I'm <laughs> zooming. So you're a little zooming. <laughs> what, what is that? <laughs> I'm zooming. I don't know. Um, so Dean says this is an emergency. He's like, some, ch- you know, some chick, some chick bolting on you. Is it an emergency? That's every Friday night for Sam. Got him, man. Got him. <laughs> got him. Fucking got him. Got him, dude. Sam looks back and is like, "Are you fucking serious right now? Like, yeah. what is that? What are you doing? Yeah, what the." Fuck, dude. <laughs> um, and they they tried to explain like, hey, obviously this chick doesn't want to be around you. Um, you know, she just wants to go do her thing. And 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 Cass is like, no, 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 no. She needs to be safe. And I I I really need you guys to help me. And they're like, okay, fine. So they make Sam go to the group home to interview Sandra. While um, <laughs> of course they do. Castiel, they go to a restaurant and well, cheeseburgers. Well, Castiel and Dean go get cheeseburgers. <laughs> Dean's like, yeah, fuck it. Nope. Yep. No problem. I'll take care of it. <laughs> And Dean is like chowing the fuck down. Like he's he finishes his burger and then grabs Castiel's and it's fucking great. Um and like immediately Castiel is like his ketchup a vegetable and Dean's like, Hell yeah it is <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um I just was scrolling back and I like I see I wrote a note where where Castiel was buying the magazine and it says it's for a teenage girl. She's <laughs> urinating. <laughs> yeah. Strong possibility that might end up at the top of the podcast. So. <laughs> uh this um Castiel kind of asked Dean like what he should do and Dean gives him some some life advice which is like hey forget about the people that you that let that you can't let go or the people that you can't save and and Castiel's like you don't do that and he's like absolutely not and like, absolutely yeah absolutely I'm not, not. I, I, and I'm not a role model that you want to inspire to and, and Castiel is just has the sweetest goddamn face when he's like I don't I don't think that that's true Dean and I'm like oh man if you had used your soft voice right there you would have got him that would have been it yeah. it would have been over with man. this different forget kind of show it. yeah forget about it um yeah I feel like watching this scene more than anything you can tell that the mark is like hungry Dean has that. I think I think Dean has an appetite to kill, to murder. That's what this thing is doing. 
And he's feeling that appetite with everything else. It's like when you want a cigarette, so you want to you eat or you drink or you chew gum or whatever. You have an appetite for one thing, so you just cram everything else in in the meantime. Uh, and that's like clearly what Dean is doing throughout this entire episode. Mm-hmm. And, but I, you know, as much as they make Sam dramatically look at it so that the audience can catch up on it, and they make Castiel sort of like observe Dean so that the audience can can catch on to it. Um, I like that they're not always saying it you know i like that they're letting dean act this way and letting us kind of go like oh yeah i can figure that out and 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 castiel says does that thing that that people do with dean it was like how are you and dean's like i'm fine and they're like no 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 no, no dean how are you how many times are i gonna write that exact line you it's think? i mean it's uh, we saw it with jody in the last episode right like yeah. i mean we see this line happen a lot and I don't, I don't really care because like dean is that guy and his friends are those people those those kind of friends mm-hmm. so it works like why doesn't anyone ever ask sam if he's okay yeah. fuck <laughs> why doesn't why does anybody ask dean when is he you know what i'm saying yeah. it's that kind of show right. we could get into that right um and dean eventually like he's like look i i still have this mark and if I need you to promise me that if I go dark side, that you will, you will stop me. You will kill me. And you have to stop Sam from interfering. Castillo's like, I'm not your dad. No, I won't agree. Yeah, I will not. I'm not going to do this for you. Um, and he says, you know, Sam is definitely going to try to interfere, but you have to, you, you have to do it anyway, because I can't be that thing again. And I think that's a really like, like, again, we've talked about, um, Dean's I don't know that we've used the term PTSD um, since Dean like turned back into a human but we've definitely talked about his emotions about it and how maybe he's mm-hmm. very conflicted about it and the things that he did and the his you know that the term embarrassment came up in that episode where him and, and Sam talked and I think that goes embarrassment and guilt are tied hand in hand and this I can't be that thing again is is you know it also ties into some of the addictions themes that um, mm-hmm. supernatural plays with of like I can't go back to that place I can't go back to that person I can't back to, go back to who I was when this happened when I did these things and again just you know Jensen Ackles just just to put out just a tiny little clinic just a small like a tiny little clinic for a tiny little mm-hmm. town just mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying just mm-hmm. a tiny clinic just a little thing um and he has he's not a little flashback but everything's fine everything's mm-hmm. totally gonna be fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we get to uh, Sam. He put on a suit. He's Detective Sam now. He's he's he just gets Claire's info from the uh, social worker who uh, still hasn't addressed her bed bug. Sam's giving her one of those looks like if I didn't know you, I'd want to hunt you. Yep. Um, there is what to fuck you with that bed bug bed. Come on, Sandra, yeah. let's go. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> That's too much. Is that bad? <laughs> what? That's what he's thinking. It's, it's very monstrous. It's very in, it's, it's it's very in tune for of, Sam. Like if I got to yeah. have a human, at least the human's going to be surrounded by bed bugs, right? Like that's yeah. that's the and thing. He'll be like he'll be shirt on, pants off. He'll be in there. Socks. Um, We're sock status. The sock the socks are on. The okay. socks are on and pulled up, and they're white. They're yeah, white socks. Of course. Um, there's a kid named Dustin who Claire hung out with. Yeah. Um, Dustin works at the local Wiener Hut. Course. So I think that's their their um, next step. I think we see that Claire is staying with Dustin and some older dude. I didn't like that very much. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to um, that in a second. We have to go do all this Rowena shit in a, in a minute first. Uh, oh, yes. I skipped right over the Rowena shit because none of that matters in this episode. What so fucking ever? It does. It does feel like a. this could feel. It does feel superfluous, right? Like, because there's no, it's, there's so little of it. There's like yeah. three minutes. There's not a lot of it. Um, but I will say, what's here is 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 pretty good, and it does a lot to establish like Rowena's character as an. Uh, and we've because we we've met her, 
And we know that mm-hmm. she's she's very witchy, and witchy, witches by you know kind of their nature, they lie, they cheat, they steal, um, mm-hmm. and they they're they're you know treacherous, right? Like it's in the job sure. description. There's there's mm-hmm. never been an honest witch, and I'm sure like Maya is going to kill me when she hears me talk about this. But there's never been an honest witch. Let's just say that in the universe of supernatural. Sure. Yeah. Let's let's define that. Let's let, so I can. We're be not right. we're not you know <laughs> slandering Hermione or anything like that. Um. Marina's in the cell when uh, our our good friend Gerald, everybody knows the demon Gerald, uh, brings Shout in a, uh, a a new girl to to chain to the wall, um, and the new girl says that she's been brought here because uh, she sm- she was she smuggled herself to Earth, uh, even though she didn't have specific permission as a demon from Crowley to go to Earth, and they caught her, and so they put her in here. And of Is course, that a thing I thought that demons just kind of do whatever the fuck they wanted. Remember well, that demon that got on the plane. Season one, episode four. Specific. What was that demon steal? Hey, that's yellow eyes, man. Like, there's been a lot of different kings and queens of hell since this. This has been the last like ten years, right? Like, you know, there's a lot of different policies been put in place. Like, we used to have open borders, and now look. Um, yeah, that's so, true. Uh, not to bring up some real shit. My bad. Um, R- Rowena is basically basically says like, "Oh, I'm in. I'm in here for being a, a horrible mother." And then we go over to Crowley, and he's like, "She was a horrible mother," mm-hmm. and uh, starts talking about this situation where she almost traded him for three pigs. And he's like, "I was really smart and could juggle. I'm worth at least five pigs." Mm-hmm. And Gerald chimes in. You know, he's trying to commiserate with Crowley and says, "I'll, well, kill, my, I'll kill your fucking mom, bro. I'll my do mom, it. I don't give a my fuck. mom used to burn me with cigarettes." And he literally says, "No one cares, Gerald." And I'm like, "Yes, thank you, Crowley." My mom wouldn't let me use toilet paper, so I had a stinky butt all the time. No <laughs> one cares, Gerald. My, my mom was named Sand- Sandy, and she 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 had kept me in a bed with bed bugs. <laughs> and sometimes she'd kick me out of it. And I don't know why. I just heard the noises. Stuff it, Gerald. Nobody cares, Gerald. Nobody cares. Um, and then yeah, he offers to kill Rowena for him. And then we um, then we get then we Sam, Sam getting the deets on Dustin, and yeah. then we go to Claire. Yeah, I skipped that scene before. So yeah, now it's Claire with Dustin and some dude, and she's giving this dude Castiel's wallet. This dude, this older gentleman, um, is essentially making them do crimes. They guilt her into doing something bad. We don't exactly know what that is yet. Um, but Dustin is just as culpable in this as, as the old dude is because he's like, "Man, I do the crime, but like, I'm not under eighteen anymore, so I get some serious trouble. So you should do it for us, little girl." Yeah, and and Randy, fuck is a, these people, f- fuck these people. Uh, I think that Randy joins the uh, the douchebags of season ten right up there with Lester mm-hmm. and Doug and Cole. I guess Cole maybe maybe not as much. I know the real life guy is a douchebag, but like the act, the character hasn't been that much of a douchebag. But yeah. Lester, Doug, and 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 Randy are our douchebag trifecta in season ten mm-hmm. so far. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, Randy very much looks like a manipulative child molester, right? Like that's I mean, he's he's basically wearing child molester yes. glasses right now. Yes. This is like, we're getting into like seriously dark territory. When there's a monster drinking somebody's blood, I'm like, oh, man, we got to hunt that monster and then like tell this person that they exist. Um, But then when it's like a pedophile, it's so much more real and so much more terrifying. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's sort of what the situation that we're in is. These people are pedophiles, like straight up. Uh, We cut over to Sam and Castiel, uh, who accost Dustin. Um, who denies that he is Dustin, even though he has a name tag that says Dustin on his shirt. Castiel picks this dude up by the throat yeah. against a wall boy, several feet. That, that one-two combo, like Sam's gigantic hand pushing mm-hmm. pushing this this tiny boy's chest, and then Cass choking this motherfucker out, being like, where's where's Claire? Where is she? <laughs> and then Dean wandering up behind them, eating another berg. Like, what are yeah, you doing, He doesn't Dean? give a fuck, dude. He doesn't give a fuck. He's like, why am I even here? It's not even any monsters. Um... 
this next scene is pretty cool. Uh, I like that Randy is basically breaking down what uh, Claire has to do for him, which involves robbing in this convenience store. Um, we're going to find out later that like Randy owes $2,000 to a, like a, a loan shark. And I'm like, how much yeah. money do you think a convenience store has, yeah. my dude? Like, what the fuck are you doing? Seriously, it's like um, 65 bucks and like a carton of cigarettes. Yeah, yeah. Like, does the loan shark take <laughs> take take cools? <laughs> like, right? <Yeah. laughs> what are you doing? Um, but I, I, I like this scene because it's, uh, you know, Randy telling her what to do. And then she's like loading the gun uh, or making sure the gun is loaded and like having the black hood up. And he's like, you know, be careful of the cameras. And then we get a view from the camera where she's obviously hiding her face from it um and of course as she's like marching up to the register to to rob this dude castiel steps up and basically drags her out of the store yeah um boys are waiting outside she immediately recognizes them she's like fuck these people um Cass doesn't understand like why this girl why why claire is doing all of this um and she essentially just blames castiel for everything and she even points the gun at him um he says that won't hurt me and the way that he says it is like all sad i was like oh damn castiel so she points the gun at dean who's probably still eating a cheeseburger he's like don't fucking <laughs> yep. involve dean has a hot dog at each hand and trying to figure out what to, how to deal <laughs> yeah i mean he um, went to the wiener hut so presumably he went he's to got the some wiener hut. Dogs. he yeah. collected the wieners he's got um, some hot dog salad he's got some you know he's got the hot dog the, the hot dog the way that plate. i'm picturing this is is sam and Cass standing next to each other and, and claire is right there and then dean leaning against the impala in the background just with two hot dogs in his hands with like, <laughs> take a shitload of toppings on both oh yeah fucking load it man i mean they're in just illinois they're yeah. not far from chicago right like we're in pontiac illinois which i must presume is close to chicago and you got to get the chicago dog if you're in the chicago we never for sure so. for sure he's got no napkins either he's like i don't even give a shit i'm just getting this on my face <laughs> i don't give a fuck i'm ready um so <laughs> she says that uh she tells castiel she, they, she used to pray to him every night that he would bring her dad home um and castiel coming up quick with the i know i'm sorry like he heard her prayers of course but he had a mission he was stopping the apocalypse and then doing a bunch of other shit for five years um, well he doesn't even i mean he doesn't even say that he just says i know i'm sorry and then she calls him out for it and i'm glad she does she goes you're not sorry you just feel guilty like yeah. you still did this like hearing that she used to pray to him all the time and castiel was so wrapped up in like whatever mission that he couldn't even be like no hope girl your father's cool like that is yeah. such a and it, it illustrates perfectly of what like i think hannah was going through a couple of episodes ago where she had to let go of this because it feels wrong like mm-hmm. possessing humans for this long i think is a fundamentally wrong thing um it because it removes the human's agency like yeah. even though they give permission like i bet you didn't tell him it was going to be for 10 years or for six years yeah. in castiel's case and i realized jimmy neutron is no more like that but that jimmy neutron was atomized his, his all of his body was atomized it was recreated by whomever and then you know he's castiel is all on his well, own but like in hannah's yeah. per- example like she, she was literally like preventing that person from living and right and w- this episode reminds us that yeah jimmy neutron has been gone a long time castiel is not hurting jimmy neutron um but the person that jimmy neutron probably loved the most claire she is hurt by this she is being affected by uh, everything that's happened and it's 100% not her fault. And she and and Jimmy Neutron may have may be gone, but he definitely wasn't gone for close to 2 years while Castiel was fucking mm-hmm. around with the Winchesters and the Apocalypse. Well, yeah, and then and then they they saw the Apocalypse and then Castiel is just fucking floating around and no, ignoring her prayers so that he can like break the wall in Sam's head for a while. Like Castiel, you son of a bitch. Um, they kind of confront her about Randy and she's like, well, you know, fuck you guys. Randy was there for me. He's my family. You guys can all go to hell. And then, uh, we go back 
to hell <laughs> where our good friend Gerald, uh, Gerald comes in to the room and grabs Rowena to bring her in front of Crowley, except she doesn't call him Crowley. She calls him Fergus. And I, that was my best Irish accent, everybody. You're welcome. And yes, for the people that care, I remember that she's, she has an Irish accent. It's not Irish, Scottish. Okay. It's, it's definitely no, Irish. Okay. I thought they were from, I thought they were from Scotland um, just th- because of the one random episode where they have to go to Scotland. I think, maybe. So, Rowena is Irish. Mm-hmm. Crowley's vessel is Scottish. Oh, right, 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 right. Okay. So, but then the, they talked about original bones and things like that. So I don't, who knows? I who think knows, there's some knows. crossed wires. Also, like Ireland and Scotland are pretty close by. Like I, I could be bored in Louisiana and they'd be buried in Texas. So like, who, who the fuck knows? Yeah. Those are facts. Those are facts. Um, this, this kind of back and forth between them, these two are, are pretty funny because he's like, mm-hmm. you said that you thought I would die at a gutter and she's like no no I thought she would be really great and you've obviously done well like she's very very much trying to slither her way into his good graces yeah she says that they can be family again um Crowley's like I have a family and she's like dude what what does that even mean you fucking don't (laughs) Gerald that guy (laughs) that guy who doesn't wipe his butt I do like that she says uh (laughs) Gerald not wiping his butt is just hilarious like why go on Gerald just because you're a demon doesn't mean you don't have hygiene like everybody (laughs) can smell that um he complains like you never even tell me who my father was she's like it was a winter solstice orgy like I wasn't taking names I was just having fun that's not what you do at a winter solstice orgy I I like the the canon of Crowley is very funny to me that he was he was conceived during a winter solstice orgy that's Uh very funny yeah um okay so we leave them she's just basically she's playing the mom card she's getting in on the good graces and she, um, and she begs him right like she's like i love yeah. you if you can keep me locked up i'll still be your mother and like leans over and kisses him on the forehead she's laid it on fucking thick and then we yeah. go back over to sam dean and Cass for the best part of the episode <laughs> drinking some drinking some whiskeys dean's mm-hmm. being kind of flippant about all this stuff sam's obviously furrowing his brow trying to be a little bit real i don't i don't think sam has a single line in this whole episode that i can remember um um sam's line in this is prompting others to speak so uh castiel says like you know what clara's right and and dean's like you know you you have the right instinct here like you want to protect her but you were you were literally still looking like her dad and and sam i think this is when sam chimes in of like yeah like you probably want to help her but like in the in that in the if she, you look just like her dad, it's going to bring up issues. Like, you know, people at that's some people, their dad is everything to them, especially if they're taken away. And Sam, Cass is like, well, you know, I didn't really know my dad because he was God and he left. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, Cass, calm down. Uh, yeah. But he's like, did you love John? And like Sam and Dean's look between each other has so much, I don't even know what to call it. Like so much, it's co- so much like it's confusion <laughs> of like, maybe I guess, but not, but he did the, okay. But I think, we still, I think they both firmly, they can both firmly say, yes, they loved their father. They loved him a lot, but things yes. were fucked up. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, they even say that like, yeah, like it wasn't always easy, but yes. Um, it, it wasn't always what they needed. John Winchester was not father of the year. He was kind of a bad father. Um, but they loved him. and. There's, there's nothing they can do about that. Uh, and then they start telling a story about a time that they went. John let them go to New York City. He normally wouldn't let them go to the city. Um, and Dean snuck out and he went to CBGB's, like the old punk club. Um, he sneaks in. Dean describes it like he almost got roofied, but I think he was just sort of like people were giving him drinks and drugs. He doesn't know what the fuck's going on. And then John Winchester shows up, heavy breathing, dust in all his pockets. <laughs> just. <sighs> 
Where's Dean Winchester? Uh, where is Dean Winchester? Give me Dean. Where's your brother, Dean? Where's your uh, brother? <laughs> um, yeah, John shows up. He saves John or Dean's ass. Uh, Dean describes it how like everybody is is freaking out at at, at John's <laughs> presence. And, yeah, like and these hardcore punk. punk guys, right? Like yeah. he's like this dude had a like a, a metal stud through his through his nose and just like literally called my dad sir and like handed me sorry sir sorry sir um for regardless of anything else like it is a pretty good story they tell it and it's very much a yeah our dad used to kind of story like i have stories like that my dad's a black belt so he's just like and he grew up in like the inner city so he's just got some wacky stories Um, what canon of gary grows we're gonna talk about this on some different outtakes too hot to talk about it today (laughs) for sure um so i've had like this reminded me of like the crazy like gary stories that i have um but yeah, so Dean is like, yeah, I was in the car with my dad after, like, bitching and moaning, and, and, and he says, it's not my job to be liked, it's my job to raise you right. Um, which, again, questionable, but in the context of this conversation, we're going to say, yes, okay, lesson learned. Um, and Castiel's face when he hears that, by the way, is fucking hilarious. He's just oh, like, for real? what? <laughs> is that what you think? <laughs> um, they say, uh, do you think Claire is in trouble? And um, <laughs> or I think Castiel says it. So they say uh, she's hanging out with a guy named Randy. She's in trouble. And then we go over to Claire, um, who, mm-hmm. having failed to rob the bank, uh, shows up at Randy's house. Randy is sitting down in a chair, surrounded by some uh, some, some bad looking dudes, some, man. Yeah. Some, some some real scum of the earth human some sweat pedo stands. thugs. Yeah. Some pedo thugs. Um, she immediately like tries to pull out the gun and just like the guy next to her just grabs it and pulls it behind her arm. And um, this main dude, this lone shark, who's I didn't write this dude's name down. Did you? No way. No way. There's absolutely not. Yeah. The grease boy over here is like, oh, you were just going to come in here shooting. And then she like spits in his face. And I'm like, hell yeah, Claire, you get it, girl. Mm-hmm. Like, that's that's mm-hmm. nice. Um, And then they put her in a room and. Greasy boy goes over to Randy and is like, hey, you owe me $5,000. And I'll tell you what, I'll forgive it if you give me the girl. Yeah, it's fucked up. And Randy's uh, like, I can't really do that. I, I love her too much. Yeah, this yeah. is gross. This is super fucking gross. Like, for mm-hmm. this is just real bad and gross. Um, yeah, this dude's talking about how he loves her too much. But then it's like, so like, you better like re- really better be square after this then. Like, you think for a second he's going to be cool, but he's straight up not cool. He's, he's a piece of shit. Um, he sells her. We go back over to hell where uh, Gerald has brought Rowena back in to the cells to chain her up. Um, Rowena, in a last ditch effort to get Crowley on her side, says she knows who's been smuggling souls, smuggling souls up from hell. And it's Gerald. And the other chick is like, oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And Gerald this motherfucker grabs, doesn't wipe his ass and he's been smuggling souls. And he takes that shitty, shitty hand and grabs Rowena's throat and strangling Dude, I can her. Smell it from here. Oh my god. Just flies buzzing. It's so gross, Chris. Ugh. It's so gross. You have, the you, bed bugs. you have created a bad podcast. I'm this very joke. sorry. <laughs> he tries to choke Rowena out, and while that's happening, Crowley kills him. Yeah. Um, so at this point it's like Crowley just made his decision. He lets Rowena out of the cage. Um they leave the other girl behind. Okay. I thought this was a human woman for the entire episode, but now realizing it was a demon, I don't give a shit. <laughs> yeah, and she and she says to Rowena, like, hey, I thought you, you told me if I lied, you'd, you'd take me out. And she's like, oh, I definitely will. I just, you know, I need some more time. And I'm like, god damn, Rowena. So fucking cold. <laughs> like, you just don't mm-hmm. give a shit. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, this is where shit gets gross. Um, the scumbag leader comes in to see Claire in the, and locks the door behind her. Um, things are getting pretty sinister. He starts touching her. Uh, she kicks him and breaks for the door. 
in the balls. Um, it, it needs to in be the balls. Kicked in the balls. Kicked in the balls. I, I will uh, say, if you're gonna have like a pedo, like a like a nightmare scenario, I'm going to rape the 17 year old kind of kind of situation. Like having the 17 year old girl be kind of a badass through it is like at bare minimum the least you can yeah. do. Like you could yeah. do, you could just not have this. Also, like you don't have to make this the only kind of drama that women can go through. But but mm-hmm. if if you're gonna do it, at least have like Claire be kind of a badass when she's able to. Right. Right. Um, she runs for the door. It's locked. But um, just then, the, uh, the the guys show up. Sam, Dean, Castiel. Um, guns blazing. Angel powers blazing. He's, Castiel's blasting doors open with his hand. Um, very exciting stuff. Uh, I think Claire beats the shit out of the dude. Or, <laughs> excuse me, out of the dude's balls. <laughs> it's hilarious. Like, she just stomps on this dude constantly. Like, I mean, just like, and it's, it's like over the top and great because this dude is such an asshole. And it's just, it's just perfect. Like he, she just stomps the shit out of him. Mm-hmm. It's, um, it's very fulfilling to watch this happen. Um, so Castiel comes in, has to pull her away. Um, and it's kind of, it's a pretty quick turnaround here. You don't really, they don't spend a lot of time. They bust in, they get her out of there. Um, they're backing up. Dean is the last one. He's got his gun drawn on everybody. Uh, and he, he kind of sticks around for a second and that's when shit goes haywire. Mm-hmm. Um, he gets up and says like hey you guys really don't want to do this and then we go over to Sam and Castiel in the car who start hearing these enormous sounds of violence and commotion and like slow-mo Sam hair just, just floating across mm-hmm. the breeze mm-hmm. uh, one of the few times I noticed Sam's hair mm-hmm. um, gets out of it's the like car he, to, he's, like, he's been waiting for this to happen I think yes. at any, any mm-hmm. point he's been waiting for, the, for this to happen and uh, the three of them arrive into at the, at the same time, and, and Claire immediately starts screaming at what she sees. And Castiel like pushes her face into his chest to try to like hide her eyes. Um, Dean has slaughtered literally everybody in this room. Mm-hmm. Um, there's throats are slashed, bloods on the walls, blood is covering Dean. Very much the the same exact scene that we saw at the very beginning of the episode. It is nightmare. In fact, they flash back and forth to that to the that shot versus this. And it's, it's the same thing with like some very minor differences. So this was definitely yeah. something that he's been dreaming about. And of course it's come true. And Dean is just kneeling at the center of all of this carnage. And Sam rushes over and like, tell me how you had to do this. Tell me they deserve this. Tell me it was them or you. And of Dude, course, when he says, tell me you had to do this. Does Dean say I didn't, I didn't, I, I thought, didn't hear Dean. I respond thought that's to what this the first all. thing that Dean yeah. said when, when Sam first grabs him and he says, tell me you had to do this. I thought he said, I didn't. And I don't know if that's what he said, but if he's saying I didn't have to do it, but I did it. I mean, he, he Steve's like, is exhausted. He looks like he's completely spent. Like he has been just drained after doing this. Yeah. But he says, tell me you didn't have to do this. Tell me that it, it was them or you. And then, yeah, that's it. We don't get any other response out of Dean. And like, Castiel like like basically walked clear out and that's the end of the episode like it, we leave it with Sam just kind of almost in disbelief but also like like oh I can imagine Sam being weirdly satisfied that this happened right like he's, just, he's just, been just waiting the for expectation this to for so long. Yeah. Be, being so yeah. much and then finally happening and knowing that you were right about this and but also completely terrified and disgusted by your brother's actions yeah. it was a full-on massacre mm-hmm. and they totally deserved it so I'm, I'm not really that I'm not that fussed Wait, that's fucked up. Yes. I mean, they got what was coming to them, but it was fucked up. They did. Uh, you know, again, this is a weird episode because all we do is, is focus on, you know, this drama between Castiel 
and Claire and this this notion of family and being close to your family and not being close to your family and how that related to Crowley and Rowena. And then at the very end, we get some like pedo <laughs> loan shark guys yeah, to, to beat up. Yeah. Um, so it's not our, our typical structure of supernatural outside of like the A plot, B plot. Uh, but I think it really worked. Like, I think, you know, showing some signs of Dean, like changing a little bit because of the mark of Cain, showing Sam's nervousness and then really focusing on, on Castiel and not letting Castiel out of his mistakes in the past that he made with Jimmy Neutron, I think is, is really powerful stuff. And also like, this is not the same actress that played Claire because she was so young the last time we saw her, right? Like, so this is the first time that this, that this actress has played Claire. I think so. I, yeah. I assume so. And she is, she is extremely good. Like, I, the introduction of Claire, again, I said it earlier, I was kind of worried about because this teenage bratty attitude can sometimes be very off-putting to me. Um, but it, I think she plays it well. She plays with this emotion very well. And she, you know, brings that out into the character. And it, it works. It works. It just works really well for me. Yeah, I think Claire's great. Um... I didn't see her as too bratty because I could totally see this as like being annoying. Um, they're just the incessantly rebellious teenager in any kind of show um, disrupts the natural harmony of things, just like in real life, I guess. Um, but I, I think that she was she was justified and I felt bad for Claire um, knowing that the situation that she was kind of forced into. And um, yeah, it worked for me. Yeah, I um I do want to call out that the uh, the title of it is probably a reference to a Stephen King short story and that I did not know that myself. Apparently there's a Stephen King short story, The Things They Left Behind, who is about a man suffering survivor's guilt about 9-11. So, oh, okay. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, I didn't know that. Stephen King, uh, obsessed with 9-11 since yeah. it happened. Um, last thoughts, Chris. It's a good episode. I wish we got to spend more time with our characters this way. Yeah, me too. I'm uh I'm excited to see where the season goes. Season 10 has been really good so far. Yeah, it's um the way that I feel about season 10 has really put into contrast how I felt about some of the last few seasons where I would like almost dread watching it because it just wasn't good enough anymore. It didn't feel like it was the show that I wanted it to be. It was just missing the mark, not because of like big plot things, it was just something about it wasn't hitting that mark but pretty much episode for episode this season has been great yeah I've, I've been really enjoying season 10 so far and it's um i don't think i was quite as down on the previous couple of seasons as you were but you know some of the stuff kind of draws out and i don't know like with the exception of the weird pacing at the very beginning because of the 200th episode i think season yeah. 10 has been extremely solid so uh yeah i'm, I'm really enjoying myself Thank you, everybody, for listening. Um, thank you, especially to those of you that have been recommending the show to all of your friends. That's I've, I've used the word humbling before, and I'm going to probably mm-hmm. use it again because it's it's just it, that's such a nice feeling, and you guys are so nice to do that. Thank you so much. Like podcasts, yes, thank you. No amount of advertising or you know Twitter ads or Facebook ads or anything can can even touch the amount of uh, that matters when when your friend says, "Hey, you should listen to this podcast," and that, exactly. that's extremely meaningful. Um, thank you to all of, all of our patrons who continue to support the show at Patreon.com/slash Monster of the Week. Um, definitely some cool stuff there if you want to check that out. And if not, that's okay. You can listen to, uh, or excuse me, you can leave iTunes reviews, Apple podcast reviews, Google podcast reviews, Stitcher reviews, any of there. Just tell us how much you like the show. If you don't like the show, you don't have to say anything. It's really cool. You can just stop listening. No problem at all. We won't care. <laughs> um, you can talk to me on Twitter at JG Greer. Chris, you are. I'm at Local Bones. You can talk to the podcast at MOTWCast. You can find links to all of that, including our other show called Thinking Face, where we review every emoji. We single. discuss. 
discuss, discuss them. Yeah, discuss every emoji in a very short three to five minute episodes. Check out all of that at monsteroftheweek.cool. We will be back next week, uh, and the episode stinger, or excuse me, the episode teaser is just the aftermath. Bye, everybody. Short one done. Thank God. Yeah, I was gonna say I thought we were really chewing the fat for a while there, but yeah, that was a very short one. All right, my dude. I hope you have a wonderful evening. That was a good podcast. Hey, I don't know fun. if you know this. I really like podcasting with you, my friend. Same. It's great. It's a great time. It's good, good times. Great, great friends. Great time. Great podcast. <laughs> I love it. The my pow- my the, motto: the, the power of friendship <laughs> was there all along, or whatever the yeah. It's, yeah. I mean, like this, this exchange, I think is really interesting because, you know, Oh, Oh my God. That was one for the record books. My waveform spiked. (laughs) It's every time. Jesus. (laughs) You you called out. Oh, fuck. (laughs) I knew it was coming. I was like, Oh shit. Oh, here she comes. (laughs) Oh, here she comes. (laughs) Watch out, boys. She'll spike your wave. <clears throat> this is be coming around the mountain. <laughs> <laughs> I too. But sh- we we get to see this. Hold on a second. Okay. Autumn, do you need me? Hold on, hold on one second, man. Yeah, go check. All right, I'm back. Sorry, did she just catch a, a, a glimpse of your Monster Hunter World character? <laughs> Jeremy Greer! <laughs> this motherfucker! <laughs> Apparently, if you drop a uh, brush into a sink, it, it rings out my name in my house. So that's, <laughs> uh, did she not even say anything to you? Not, not at all. Not at all. She was like, oh, what? She, like, I walked out there, she's like, what the fuck are you doing here? Go podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I want to watch Mindhunter after this. Jesus Christ, Jeremy. Uh, <laughs> Hello, Chris Mosier. Howdy, partner. How are you? I'm okay. I'm getting I'm getting those uh, summer feels. You know those sweet summer vibes that everybody's talking about. I'm feeling those right now. It's it is it is hot. What is it? Hot it's girl hot. Sun, summer or whatever. Hot girl summer. It's hot girl summer in here right now. Um, my interpretation of that is it's humid. It's dehydrated. Um, it's nine one one on speed dial because. We, we're going to need some help. We're going to need some fluids. We're going to need constant intake of fluids to keep our, our hydration up. I came home this afternoon and um, we are getting our appliances and countertops delivered tomorrow. So I'll have to. Mm-hmm. And so we still had a dining room table in my little breezeway area. So we had to get all that out. And then we had a bunch of cardboard and bullshit um, that I had to uh, drag out to our burn pile and burn. And let me tell you, Chris, it's 90 something degrees outside. It's a thousand percent humidity. And yeah, I am starting a bonfire standing in the <laughs> sun next to it so that I can make sure that it doesn't catch the rest of the place on fire. And mm-hmm. I may have I may have emitted some sweat. Yeah, it's like the worst thing of all time when we used to go camping all the time or if I would have like a fire 
my backyard or something. That that feeling like, oh yeah, we're gonna keep the mosquitoes away. That's essentially like what we do it for. So mm-hmm. Let's keep the mosquitoes away. We're gonna chill out, have a little fire, something to sit around, whatever. And you get you like you go and you put a piece of wood in there, you get a little bit too close. It's just like death. Like this is oh word. This is what hell feels like. Straight up, this is it. It's the worst. Mm-hmm. And that's how this room is gonna be in about fifteen minutes. <laughs> I'm sorry, dude. I'm really sorry. I was gonna put an AC in here. Mm-hmm. Um but it's just it's not like I can have it on when we record because it's so goddamn loud. And the hassle of putting it in here for like what, another month and a half? Yeah. And then you know, maybe next year I'll do it. Hopefully I won't be here next year. I mean, I'll be alive, but not in here. We don't know. We we may kill you tonight. I hey, this could be it. This could be it. Um have you been gaming? Because I, I've noticed um over the last couple weeks some rumors floating around you know whispers um mm-hmm, mm-hmm. tweets dms subtweets if you will which by the way subtweeting is my least favorite thing in the whole world uh just um, just want to come out in full support of that comment subtweeting yeah the worst <laughs> i don't care i don't care if you're doing it for fun which i have definitely done i'm being very hypocritical right now i have subtweeted mm-hmm. in the past for both mean purposes and good purposes uh and it is the absolute worst and i have refused to let myself do it since coming to that conclusion i guess the only person i've ever subtweeted is is probably you because i'll just say I'll, sometimes i'll just say jeremy instead of tagging you is that a subtweet does that count because yeah. I, I didn't tag you but i, I named I you. you if you name me i think that's okay Right, that's because okay. I know you're going to stumble upon it at some point. That's the that's the joy of it, really, is that you'll find it eventually. You'll be scrolling and you'll be like, "You sneaky little bitch, <laughs> 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 you little guy, what are you doing?" Anyway, so on, on with with all that said, I've heard some things, and that you've retired from gaming. No, Chris, I I have not retired. I, I'm very relieved to hear you say that. I actually I spent some time gaming this weekend. So excellent. Uh, we talked the last time we got together. We talked about the No Man's Sky update that came out. I started a yes. new save file. Um, I it's it's that it's that same fucking No Man's Sky magic that it just it just really works on me. You get in and like, oh man, I'm in a plane. I'm flying through space. This is the coolest thing ever. I'm mining some shit. I'm building some shit. Um, starting a new save is kind of weird because I've done. I think this will be the fourth time I have restarted a save file and and a game that is ostensibly like 90% grinding and Mm -hmm. exploration. Like those, those are the two things you do the, the plot stuff and the, um, the, the plot stuff just doesn't, isn't really there. So presumably I could have just like have a billion credits in one save and just update and not go through all of the tutorials, but they keep adding all the new stuff. Isn't it funner or more fun to, to start fresh? Like I feel like in games Mm -hmm. like that, like, that early grind where you like when you first get into the groove with things and you're making pretty frequent upgrades so you feel like you're always making progress because when you're 70 hours in it takes you a week and a half to get to that one next thing whereas you get 10 things a night when you when you start over new exactly yeah so i wanted to uh, and, uh, and and they also like change some very basic tutorialization and like how your base works like i've heard, and i've heard horror stories with other people of like oh i loaded my base up from a previous save and since i don't have any of the new power stuff i can't use anything and that that seems like it would just be frustrating as opposed to starting from scratch yeah. and like having all of that stuff introduced to me in a in a nice way um but i got to i got through the base tutorial like i repaired my ship i got a, a ship I, I flew around i found a cool planet i started a base um and it wants me to go do some plot stuff and um kind of it's i'm just right at the part that is going to like kind of cut me loose and let me do stuff and i can go do multiplayer 
and I and I just I don't I don't I just don't care. Like I just yeah. I was sitting there and I don't remember what happened, but I was sitting there playing and I was like I could literally be doing anything else with my time. Um, yeah, and that's not to say that No Man's Sky is bad. I would, especially nowadays, like that with the game being the way it is, I would highly recommend it. If like the idea of just flying through space, exploring, building cool stuff, like applies, it like if that anyway interests you, pick that shit up on sale for twenty dollars, play it for ten hours, play it for two hundred hours, you'll have a great time. Mm-hmm. Um, I just I have done it. I've like I'm probably four hundred hours deep in that game, and I just don't know that I have another one. I did not try uh, VR yet. A good friend Patrick Stardust told me yeah. that the uh, VR stuff is absolutely amazing. You and haven't tried vomiting yet. I see. I have not tried any of the vomiting. Um, he says it's absolutely amazing. He says that it's. Uh, he wants to get together and do like a multiplayer session in VR. Um, so I might try to arrange a play date with him. And like load up my old save in VR and just not worry mm-hmm. about the base, but grab my ship and then just go fly around in space and meet meet up with him and do some weird, weird goofy shit and see if anything breaks. And then yeah, that'll be my time. But I also started the surge. Are you for? I, do you know what that is? I, no, I don't know. I have no idea. It's a um, it's like a Souls like. Um, oh, oh oh oh! From the guys well, that um, made um, yeah. Lords of the Fallen, which is uh like famously the worst like dark souls clone that ever came out mm-hmm. um so the surge is like a kind of more of like you know you're you're a dude you actually start out in a wheelchair um oh. which is like something I, I don't ever remember being a character in a wheelchair in a video game before like i'm sure that that's happened but i just don't remember it um but the way they like introduce you to movement tutorials is like oh you can't go up these stairs because you're in a wheelchair you have to go around to get to the on to the ramp or whatever interesting which was kind of neat um <clears throat> so um that game is very much a souls like it's very much a like i'm in a mech suit and i can upgrade pieces of my mech suit and pick up different weapons and chop off like you can very specifically target specific like legs or torso or head or arms and chop them chop it off and then like use that material to upgrade to your shit Ooh. Um, but I played a couple of hours of that of that, and I went to lunch, and then um, the rest of the time I have literally just been spending preparing for Kitchen Apocalypse to happen, which will be in Kitchen just a couple Pocalypse. of weeks. So it's a good term. That's a good term. You're getting there. Though. You're closer. I know it's probably like feels like D Day's coming up, but then but then it'll be over and it'll be done. You'll have a dope new kitchen to make hot dog salads in. D Day is September third. Um, that hey, is, that's when Final Fantasy VIII comes that's out. That's when Final so Fantasy VIII comes out. So I'll be, be getting something new. <laughs> I'll be I'll be I'll be I'll be drawing on the GFs the fourth the the power uh-huh. of the GFs to protect yes. me with my kitchen apocalypse. Um, my kitchen is a whale. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, what I, about you? Have you been gaming? I've been gaming a little bit. I've been playing Fatal Frame two because I made podcast art of that last week, and okay. I was like, "Hey, I'll play that game." So I played that a little bit. Then I got back to the Sims. I was hoping to come to this podcast with a bunch of wacky Sims stories. But I, I didn't really do all that much. Um, twice I I did some stuff, and then my character burnt to death. Every time I tried to cook anything, he would, he would burn to death. I, I don't know if I said this before uh, last week, because this happened several times now, where I would go to cook, and if your cooking skill is low, and if you have a really sh- shitty oven, you'll just you'll start a fire. I guess the, the layout of my house, my character couldn't move out of the way. He would stand there, he'd get caught on fire. And then sometimes with some of the newer updates, your neighbors will come in and like put the fire out. Um, but now people were flooding into my house and sitting on the couch and like reading books. Um, it's occasionally a person would come over, freak out about the fire, and they would die alongside me. Um, but that happened several times. So I kept losing big chunks of, of saves. 
So I finally replaced the oven and, and moved on with that part of my life. <laughs> I only make salads now, hot dog salads. <laughs> um, I, I no longer I no longer try to cook anything serious because I'm not trying to die. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, By the way, go go to Chris's Twitter and find the hot dog tweet that he said was mm-hmm. me after I get my kitchen because that mm-hmm. will I'll try to find mm-hmm. it and put it in the show notes actually while Chris is talking about his other stuff. So I I think you know what I I just I need to just experience this game. Christmas or whatever the heck it's called in uh, no it was they think it was Thanksgiving the Sims version of Thanksgiving was coming out um so I thought I would I would throw a party and I my had my sim invite over everybody that he knew is like I don't know how many there were but there was there was a good chunk of sims coming to my coming to my party I was really excited um sparks were flying between people there was a lot of chemistry but my sim was feeling a little bit lonely so at the end of the party everybody says hey thanks for having me Time to head home, except they say, like, soul, soul, you know, they, they speak sandwich. Um, everybody's heading out. My character goes, he sits on the couch, he grabs his book, he's alone now, he's in his PJs, and then somebody comes knocking on my door. And I was like, what's, what's going on here? Mm-hmm. I open the door, there's this beautiful woman there. I'm like, are you an angel? What is going on here? This lady just showed up. Um, so it turns out, um, I thought that it was a good, a good omen. I was like, this is, this is chance. So she's like, she comes showing up on my doorstep out, out of nowhere. Um, this is the one, this is my soulmate. We started dating. If I found out that she was a vampire quickly into the relationship. Oh no. But I thought, you know what? I can have a vampire GF. That can be cool, right? That's, there's no problems there. I asked her to move in because the part of the, part of the play there is that I'm trying to move out of my own house because I, my sim lives in a really shitty house. Mm-hmm. And so if I, too much like I real move life. in, too, too much like real life. Exactly. I mean. Exactly. <laughs> If I move in with my partner in The Sims, I can move to their place. So I, I go to do that. Turns out that vampire lady doesn't have a, a house. She like doesn't exist in the world. She just showed up on my doorstep, apparently. She's like fucking Harry Potter. Um, so I, I have to have her move in. And then very quickly, I realize that she's a vampire. Well, I already knew, but like I have to play her as a vampire. She has to drink blood and like do all this shit. And I was like, no, 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 no. I'm trying to, I'm trying to play The Sims. Not vampire sim, which is cool in, in some regards, but like, I don't know what I'm doing. This is too much. So I had to break it up. Mm. Had to break up their relationship. Had to send her packing. I play for a while. I'm my character. He's, he's working. He's making some money. I'm thinking I'm moving out of this, this place. I'm going to leave this small town behind uh, and go somewhere. Um, and then I run into some other lady. I don't even remember her name. Uh, my sim and her hit it off. They're chatting up. I'm like, maybe I think I love you. Are you an angel? I'm asking myself that yet again. Uh, long story short, they hook up and decide that they're going to uh, move in together, right? Well, I, I'm deciding this. I'm thinking, here's my ticket out of all this trouble. Uh, Henry, named after my sister's dog, that's the name of my character. Um, <laughs> Henry is ready to, to move out into the world. So uh, I have him transfer over to her household and I get there. Um, yeah, it turns out that my, my lovely new girlfriend uh, is a mom and she has a teenage son who's basically my character's age um so now i'm like what's up i'm your new stepdad <laughs> stepfather chris what's your first so, when you meet this kid what's the first thing that you make him do i'm gonna make him go to his room and then i'm gonna remove the door and that's that <laughs> <laughs> oh man have you seen stranger things season three have you watched that uh no i've only seen season one um there's well i can't really talk about this then without spoiling it but there's a character in it that is a adoptive father and he's very very aggravated that his daughter has um 
a boyfriend and like keeps demanding that the door be open at all times and like yelling at her a whole bunch. And I'm just picturing you in that role of just yeah. bursting in there. And like, I told you three inches. You need to leave it open three <laughs> inches. I'm this guy's worst nightmare. I had no idea that, uh, I had no idea that his mom was even married or not married, but had a kid. And, um, yeah, that's a lot. It's a lot to take in. That's a lot. If just but that's saw you it. having no a, other escapades, a, like is is this a jealousy situation? Like, is it when you when you make woo? Is is does your does your IRL girl get get upset? No, Jess is like the Sims master. Well, I know, but it's different when girls do it versus guys. Yeah, I guess I don't know. I don't think she cares, but um, it's not all about it's not all about the wooing and the hooing. It's about inheriting their house when they die <laughs> because I have potions of youth. So when when this little shitty teenager, first of all, I'm moving him out as soon as I can. He is not sticking around. And then the mom is going to age. She's going to become an elder and then die and be a ghost. And the house is going to be mine. And then when I own all the shit, I'm going to move out and I'm going to get remarried. And I'm going to live in a mansion. And this is my money making scheme. I'm a, uh, I'm a gold digger. I'm a straight up gold digger. I love it. So it's not about the woohooing. It's about the, um, the acquisition of homes. I, and um, wealth. <laughs> I, I absolutely love that you're playing this game strictly to acquire wealth for yourself in like yeah. the worst ways possible. Like this absolutely. is this is this is sick, dude. This is like this is if you were doing this in real life, like people would hate you for it. Well, yeah, but I'm, that's why I'm not doing it in real life. <laughs> that's that's a huge caveat. <laughs> that is a big caveat. That's the in uh, in IRL is is really doing a lot of work in that sentence. You're absolutely yeah. right. Did I tell you, speaking of gamer moments, um, uh-huh. I went to a work conference a few weeks back and I, uh, I rode from the hotel to the work conference um, to the Civic Center with my coworker. And um, we, we did the thing and that day we were going back to the hotel, making dinner plans and uh, we jump in his truck and I'm like, hey, can I borrow your charger so I can, because my, my phone was very low because it had been working all day, right? Right. Um, so he's like, yeah, no problem, man. So uh, we jump in his truck. I plug my phone in, um, and and we we start going down the road, and um, he's on the phone at this time, and it's over his Bluetooth, right? So it's just like, uh-huh. uh, so I can hear the other. So person you're speaking. involved, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I have the conversation, and I'm just playing on my phone. I don't give a shit. Like I don't know the guy. Yeah, does not matter. Like it's just all work. It's boring work stuff. Like it doesn't. It's not super secret information or anything. Right. Well, he gets off his phone, and then all of a sudden. <laughs> <laughs> all of all what? of a sudden what? um uh, i think it's i can't remember the name of the song let me let me see if i can get the actual name of the song i think it's grandma's depression um what? let me see if i can just find it real quick it's the song that um oh my phone is so slow right now why is my phone so slow um but anyway i, I can't remember the name of the song uh but it's it's the near automata soundtrack is playing oh my god in the speakers <laughs> and it's like it's not one of like the like it's not like a it's 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 not it's just one of those like all in like oh my god and i'm like and i look over at my dude and i'm like i didn't know you were into near like not even (laughs) even, never occurred to me that i'm plugged into this dude and he's like he looks at me he's like what the fuck are you talking about what is a near near what and i'm like no no it's and i look look at at my phone and i'm like oh i'm i'm sorry i'm like trying to figure out how to pause it real quick and i'm like i'm sorry he's like what was that? I'm like, it was just video game music. It was He's Grandma like, Depression. Grandma uh, Depression. Yeah, that's by 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 Guitaro, um, whatever his name is. Yeah. Oh man. Oh man. I thought that was gonna be like, oh yeah, you found out your coworker's a gamer. You're ga- no. no, no, your coworker found out that you were a gamer. What is? I want to. How do you just look at an album? I don't actually use. Um, 
go to album. Yeah, I don't actually use uh, Apple Music anymore, and it's very confusing whenever I try to. It's yeah, it's, but it also um uh, is the because only no, it's Grandma Destruction. I think that's what it was. Yes, it's Grandma Destruction. There is the color of depression that's on here. I don't know if you can hear that or not. Yeah, I can hear it a little bit. I don't know why I'm not doing that and just instead of cutting the song in. But like this plays for like 20 seconds. <laughs> and this poor dude, like he is I mean, he's not like country, he's not like a redneck, but he is about the like simplest southern dude that I have. That's mm-hmm. I guess simple is probably a mean thing to say about the guy. He's perfectly nice, but like not a video game guy, right? Like yeah, he's right. a dad, he watches football, he drinks beer, like he's he's just and that. And I dude. always think about that. If people don't play video games, especially people in my own like age group, what the fuck do you do with your time? Like what are you doing? I don't know, if man. If you don't play video games. Like if you're busy, obviously if you shit you have to do, that's different. That's responsibility. We all have responsibility. But like when it comes down to your hobbies, like do you just watch TV? I'd kill myself if I only watch TV. Yeah, dude. Like I I it's and I guess, you know, a lot of these dudes hunt and fish. Right, and that's an extraordinarily expensive hobby down here. Like it's, it's yeah, I guess so. It's an extraordinarily <laughs> expensive hobby everywhere, but it takes up a lot of time. And like people, you know, like get like people will say to me, "Wow, I can't believe you put so much time into you know whatever video game." And I'm like, "You literally went for a hunting vacation. Like you go hunting every weekend, three days a week for all three yeah, days. That's yeah, what you yeah. do. Is you drive to the country and you sit out, sit sit on a stand and freeze your dick off for like four hours, and then go drink beer with your boys around a bonfire. Like that's what you do." <laughs> For like a weekend, and you're complaining about what I do. So, and like obviously, there's nothing wrong with watching TV. I don't give a shit what people do. With sure, that. I just yeah. need, I know for me, I need to be engaged with something, even if it's passively just like I'm playing a video game, I'm clicking buttons. At least I'm involved in the process. Or if I'm reading, I'm holding the goddamn book or whatever. Like I'm part of this. I have to put in some some piece of myself. Obviously, half the time I just have a YouTube video on and I'm on fucking Twitter. But whatever. Yeah. Let's, All right, let's the, do this podcast so that you don't, sweat you don't has, melt. Sweat has yeah. officially broken out on my brow. Yeah, my uh, my air conditioner is like, please, sir, <laughs> please don't do this to me. All right, there's there's a there's a social media thing going around about uh, like the perfect temperature to put your air conditioner on. And it's like, oh, yeah, when you're sleeping, you put it up at 82. And, like, I'll, I'm looking over and, like, mine is set what? all the way down to, like, 70. And I'm like, Mm-mm, no. What? <laughs> I, my, mine is on 61 when I sleep. Yeah. Well, I mean, I th- that may be different because yours is just, like, a window unit, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm talking I'm talking about my, my – I cool down my whole okay. house, essentially. Okay. Oh. Um, actually, it's not my whole house because I have sensors or whatever. But, anyway, let's do a podcast. I'm Jeremy Greer. I'm Chris Mosier. And this is Monster of the Week. The, <laughs> the can't speak mm. while typing podcast. Mm. Um, let's let me just just do that. You over again. started it. You could have finished typing. <laughs> I know. It was ridiculous. <laughs> That's an unforced error. I don't look, Chris. It's not like I sprang it on you. <laughs> look, Chris. 